It's time for Confessions of a Serial Salesman. Author, expert sales trainer, and serial entrepreneur Steve Noodleberg wants to help you change your life and your business using his 27 roles for influencers and leaders. This is the Confessions of a Serial Salesman podcast with Steve Noodleberg. Here's Josh Cohen. And welcome right away to Confessions of a Serial Salesman, Steve Noodleberg. You heard all the criteria in just little old me, Josh Cohen. As you like to say, instead of asking people how they're doing, tell me something good. Awesome, awesome opportunity to spend some time with you. Always an awesome opportunity. You're a guy who gets it, man. I love that. You know, love the conversations we've had about sales, about you know, making impressions on people. So it's on point. We're here to offer value today. And you're a guy that's always recognized the opportunity. And that's why you've been asked to speak. And that's why you're asked to write the book. And that's why you're asked to share your wisdom with the people. And before we get to a guest who I know you brought in from On The Ball, uh, you, uh, and every day, never miss an opportunity to learn. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, There's so much that goes on in life, in movies, in TV. When I listen to your shows, you know, the guests, the life Success leaves clues. So I'm a guy that has always paid attention and I've learned every single day to have an aha moment. I want something that shakes me to the core and go, ha, I got it. That's something new. That's something I'm willing to put into practice. Keeps me young, keeps me alive and, you know, has allowed me the richness of, of relationships and life and all that kind of. And you've had a pretty good run, let's be honest. From yeah. the beginning of your career and the early days of cellular technology and the visionary work you had there straight through to today. You wrote the book when it says confessions of a serial salesman. We don't mean breakfast food. We mean someone that keeps doing it again and again. This is, uh, you know, listen, uh, again, I think life is made up of the habits of what you do. Small things make up big, big uh, changes. And so for me, it's been 40 years of doing the right thing. Sales is a game that you're definitely going to deal with rejection. It's not for most people. So I created these rules, not only for me, but for the people who are around me. It's my toolbox. It's those things that allow me to deal when you get punched in the stomach. And believe me, if you're in sales and you want to get good at it, you mm. just got to get, you got to learn how to get punched in the stomach once in a while and hopefully learn how to avoid doing so over the course of making the same mistake again. Right? Isn't that the idea? Don't repeat those mistakes. You know, one of the things that's been really cool for me is a lot of people have been involved in sales training, and I think training is awesome, but I'm not a sales trainer. I'm a sales doer. Mm. So everything that's happened is something that's happened to me. I've lived it. I touched the iron. I didn't dig it. You know, I said, I'm not doing that again. So to your point, I try and avoid those situations, but sometimes you just got to get in the game and get kicked in the teeth. And so, you know, there's no substitute for playing the game. You know, uh, uh, you know, Mike Tyson said, man, you know, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. And you know what? I'm willing to get punched in the face. Now, some folks say, well, I'm not in sales. How is Steve Nittleberg useful to me? These points, everybody every day is in sales. Whether you are trying to get that woman, the promotion on your job, the respect from someone else, aren't we really every day selling our own brand by creating relationships with people? So the, the universe used to be programmed in a transactional manner. So it was. What does that mean? Everything was a transaction. I will buy this from you and I will never see you again. And okay. you and the other person didn't matter. 
the world has totally changed and shifted to a point where you matter more. And I think people who have worked for big organizations, the name brands in the world, the IBMs and you know those types of companies, they used to walk in and go, boom, I'm with IBM, and oh, by the way, I'm Steve. Complete radical shift where I matter now, who I am, what I think about, how I dress, what I say, how I say it. All of those things matter because in this universe – if you don't like me, you ain't buying from me. <laughs> so there's, everything's a commodity. You can buy anything from anybody, so you might as well do it with people you like. The reason why I'm doing my podcast with you is I like you. And why would you like me? What's, what is there to like about me? Do you see a little bit of me in you? Oh, totally. I'm the young. I'm the young. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm not that young. We're slugging stuff already, man. <laughs> Steve Noodleberg, Josh Cohen, Confessions of a Serial Salesman. The podcast, the book, the speaking engagement, the enlightening that happens. In fact, the NBA alumni have called upon you, have they not, to share some wisdom. I'll be leaving for Cabo on Thursday. And, it's a tough life you have. Oh, uh, you know what? It, it's so great because, you know, uh, my son, uh, one of my sons who was a college football coach, asked me if I get nervous. And I told him, I don't really get nervous because this is who I am. I am genuinely this person living the life doing what I'm doing, I've had major, major failures, which allow me to understand great successes. So I appreciate every single thing I do. I love the fact that I can share my information. It's the reason why I'm doing this. I listen to lots of podcasts, but if a podcast's not entertaining, people aren't going to stick. Correct. So I want to make this fun. You're a fun guy. You and I connected over pocket squares. That's it. Pocket squares and shoes make the man. That's exactly right. Accessorize. And you remain memorable to people. And they remember you. They see their memory. And people don't want to be sold, right? They want to have partnerships where they realize it's good for both parties. Don't they want to be in a relationship with someone they like over a transaction? Not in the old school sense, but in the sense of, ooh, we should do business together. So, you know, we, we've made it a habit as a firm on the ball for 20-some-odd years, and in every single uh, business that I've been in, that we make the relationship first, and then the transaction or the business comes later. Boom. There are still people today that 25 years ago decided not to do business with me for whatever reason, but still refer us more business than I'm able to keep up with. So, you know, selling yourself that one time will always pay a dividend. And just ask anybody who unfortunately has somebody that's sick, you know, you want to go to the right doctor, right? Get into the right doctor. Who do you know? You want to get into the right restaurant? Who do you know? I just spoke with Brandon Steiner on his podcast. Sports remember be a giant. You want to go to a Yankee game? You got to know somebody to go to a Yankee game, you know? So game seven, sitting at, you know, you want, if you want the better things in life, it always proves who you know, not what you know anymore. So it's that who, you know, and I, I've invested in people for 40 years. I try and make an impression. I think it's the real fruit of sales. And when we talk about learn to earn, which is one of the chapters in my book, you know, if you learn every day, there's so much around. The world is changing at an unbelievable pace. And you know what? You just try and read and catch up with it. And that's really your legacy. And that's what I wanted to get to first was just that. 27 chapters in the book, 27 points, if you will. A rule of the day. And today's rule actually in the book is number eight. Ocho. It is learn to earn. Now, I think I have an idea of what learning to earn means, but 
for everyone else, uh, you might not be on the same page just yet as Steve Nudelberg. What does that mean, learn to earn? So I'm going to give you an example for me, 57-year-old guy, fairly good shape. I recently took up boxing. Why would you take up boxing? Sure. Number one is I had no idea how to do it. Seen it on TV, love it. As a competitor, it's one-on-one. There's no hiding. That's it. You get in the ring, there's no hiding. And I know you're going to be heading to Vegas to whatever show is fight, coming up. Fight week, <laughs> McGregor Mayweather. Oh, yeah, man. Yep. So, you know, that, that you know, enamored me that, wow, I could learn something new. And I will tell you, the psychological lessons I've learned from boxing far exceed the physical lessons. And this is at the age of 57. Yeah, my trainer told me, he goes, listen, man, in the world, in life, in sales, if you get knocked down, there's some people that never get back up, let alone, you know, take a long time to do it. And if you speak to salespeople, they'll tell you, they'll be bitching about something that happened a year ago. Oh, if I only got that deal in boxing, you get knocked down, you got 10 seconds to get up. (laughs) The old Rocky Balboa quote, not many times you got knocked down, it's how many times you got back up. You know what? That quote still drives me today. When I watch all of his stuff, you know, in the speech when he talks about with his son, you know, you know, you're better than that. And this ain't you. You know, this is all of his stuff is so motivational. There's no secret as to why it was so successful. So, you know, I look at every single thing. I had another friend of mine who said to me, uh, I'm going to learn how to roll sushi. And I was like, why the hell would you want to do that? And he goes, question. Why not? He goes, I didn't know how to do it before. Now I know how to do it. He happens to be single. Chicks dig it. You know? So it's, it, you know, whatever it is you're learning, a new language, it's a new sport, it's a new something, it makes you better. It trains the best muscle in your, in your body, which is your brain, to think differently, accept new thoughts, and you have more to offer from that. So it's just been great. Rule number eight, learn to earn. On the surface, it would sound like, here's how you go and get... But really, it's about the continuing education. It's every chance at every opportunity and every day to grow and learn. I imagine all that is going to be useful because there's more people you can communicate with and sell with and to on even that broader of a scale. So one of the big learnings for me started about seven years ago, which was social media. You know, And there's still a big population, mm. a big part of the sales population that does not use or know how to use. And it changed everything. All the social media. And it's a bazooka. It's the best thing that's, you know, I got asked the question recently, you know, is it easier or harder to be a salesperson now? It is infinitely easier to be a salesperson. Everything's so much more transparent. I can get access to anybody in one or two clicks. The power of, it used to be the power of who you know. It's Mm -hmm. not that anymore. It's who they know. Right. So you and I didn't know each other. Now we know each other. Now your whole universe of people is accessible to me through social media. I follow you. You put up some really crazy great pictures the other day. <laughs> I, I made a comment. Now people in your universe are contacting me. Right. It's this whole universe of connectivity that was never available to salespeople. But, so. And you're a 57-year-old man. You're in great shape. You're obviously right. very stylish. But technologically speaking... Some folks are missing the boat on this because they see it as a young person's game. They don't see the value of social media. You recognize that on social media, my audience, they have their own audience. Your audience, forget your own, but the people that make up your audience, they have their own audiences too. And they can spread the message and they can efficiently help you sell in an organic grassroots way, can't they? You know, the interesting thing about me as a salesperson is I've always been creative. I've always been able to look at things relatively differently 
And when social media came out, while I was intimidated by it a little bit, mm-hmm. and I liken it to you know people who became an Olympic swimmer didn't dive in the pool and become an Olympic swimmer overnight. Right. They practiced and did all the things it took to do that. So you know, for me, I I likened it to TV or radio. You broadcast to tons of people, whether you know they're listening or not, they're out there. Social media is that platform that allows you to broadcast your message. And most people will say, well, why do people give a shit if I'm, you know, landing in Chicago? Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is I've just sent out an alert to everybody I know in Chicago that I'm there. And now they come to me. Oh, you're here. Let's grab a drink. Oh, there's an opportunity. So never before could I broadcast. No about me and my opportunity and learning how to use these tools, which we do lots of training now, has made the world so much more accessible that, you know, everybody is connected to somebody and that's where your next opportunity is. And it's rule eight, learning to earn, learn social media. we, We stumbled on the concept of the social media connection here, but the reality is if you're not doing that, you're missing huge opportunity. You brought a guest with you today. He's actually been at On the Ball since 2012 in the springtime as an intern, then promoted to vice president of sales in June of 2014 and became president in just January of this year. And On the Ball, new president, first year, a couple new presidents in the year 2017, I guess. One for the nation and one for this great company of yours. Zach Stein joins us. What's on up, the everybody? Podcast. Hey, you're, you're a Florida State Seminole. Go Knowles, baby. This is your first spring to summer now of the presidency. Are you learning every day? I'm learning every day, man. Being around noodles has been a pretty exciting experience for me from day one. So just to give everyone a little bit of background to Josh's point, came on as an intern. Steve said, listen, I don't have a spot for you, but if you find a way to add value in the first 90 days, I'll have to hire you. Isn't that what it's really about? All about it. I talk to the interns here and I say, you know how you get a job? Forget applying to ones that exist. Create one. Dream it up. Make it viable. Because you know what decision makers and business people want? Can you make my life easier? Can you generate revenue for us? And can you make me look good? And I preach it to the interns, and you're living it. Spot on, man. So I, I, Steve didn't really uh, know what he was getting into, but the first 90 days, he goes, listen, stick around and come on a few meetings with me. Well, what did I do? I went on every single meeting with him from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. every single night, whether it be coffee, lunch, dinner, drinks, and I learned the business. He was I a pain in the ass. I believe it. I still am. And were you invited to these things, or was he just showing up, Steve? He just showed up. He was just, you tagged along. I tagged along. I became a sponge. I learned the business better than anyone that had been there for a while. And while we were working on a deal, actually, in the sporting world, I put together two relationships that I built up over my, my life, friends of my parents that I've known for a long time. But I realized what this person did. I realized what this person did. Put two people together and generate some revenue pretty quickly. Utilizing your resources. Which is exactly what great salespeople are supposed to do. Pay attention to the playing field. Don't worry about actually creating a transaction. Put people together that create one and one becomes 11. And that's a mentality that salespeople who are looking for the short win lose on the long term. That was a great deal for a first-timer to put people together that did a deal with Major League Baseball. It's incredible. Well, that's what I do. I connect people. So maybe I can be the new president, Zach, and you can step aside. Well, you can come on as an intern if you want. I can come on as an intern. I can follow you around. I can go to places I'm not invited like you did for Steve over here. Perfect. Um, So the company itself, people get an idea of on the ball. The name sounds like uh, people always told you, you know what, kid, you're on the ball. So for my entire career, when people would say that, which they did often, I said, wow, that would make a great name for a company. And that's really what people are looking for 
in a vendor or a relationship, they're looking for someone that adds value, someone who is on the ball, someone who thinks ahead, someone who's not trying to jam a sale to them, but trying to help them do what they do better. And I got to tell you, I'm so proud of Zach because of them all the time that he's been with us. I told him, don't worry about the short term game. Don't worry about making sales. Worry about building relationships and it will pay dividends. And super, super proud and excited that he's the president. 30 year old. So that whole millennium conversation is a bunch of crap, you know, because there are. Which conversation? Well, there's a conversation out there that millennials don't have the same work uh, ethic mm-hmm. and they're not willing are they entitled? to sacrifice. You know what? Uh, Simon Sinek said, you know, had a great piece on whether they're entitled. And he says the people who are to blame are my generation. I have a 30-year-old son, went to school with Zach at Florida State. He's a college football coach. He busts his ass, man. He paid his dues at 30 years old to be the great coach he is. So I think that generalization doesn't work. My son wrote the foreword for the book, Mm -hmm. and it's all about living in those 27 rules. Mm -hmm. I gave him those rules, and I said, this is the way you act. And great teams have great processes. Tom Brady won the Super Bowl not because he went in the Super Bowl. Uh, the Patriot he, way. Well, he didn't go in the locker room at halftime and freak out and go, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. He said, we know what to do. Let's do the simple things, the blocking and tackling and the running and throwing that we know how to do. And Atlanta didn't, and New England won the game. And as a lifetime lifetime Jet fan, that really hurts. <laughs> I would imagine. That really hurts. Because who doesn't love to see the Patriots lose more than Jets fans? That would be my. And the Patriots now just bought their own Jet. So actually, they technically and, and literally own the Jets <laughs> and always possible. Speaking of football and a conversation similar, you have an MBA, uh, Global and Business Management, Zach, from Nova Southeastern, the Heizenga School of Business and Entrepreneurial Ship. Yes, sir. So that name conjures with it blockbuster video, sanitation, big time sports, bringing the NHL to South Florida and, of course, the Miami Dolphins and that beautiful stadium, which now is Hard Rock Stadium following the Joe Robbie, uh, 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 yeah, Robbie, Robbie, excuse me, uh, Zach, the name, Heisenga, entrepreneurship, they go hand in hand. There is the, what did you learn from Steve that they didn't teach you in practicality in school and your coursework working on that MBA? Really was the grind. You know, uh, the, the school really teaches you the fundamentals to get into the deep roots of the business. But to really to run and operate the business from a relationship standpoint, I mean, we've almost coined a term called relationship capital. And it's people that you meet across your journeys, whether it be in an airport, whether it be at a bar at a meeting, whether it be at a networking event, and really monetizing the people you know to get a deal done. So Steve's really, you know, he's unbelievable at it. It's an art for what he's done is create opportunity by putting people together. And we've actually developed a business behind it. So school has given you the fundamentals to understand how a business can scale. Steve's actually shown me how to get into the roots and really get 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 it done. Steve, when Zach says creating opportunity, cre- creating opportunity, you hear uh, people, millennials, talking about uh, a job. Earlier today, there was a young woman in studio with us here, and, and she was talking about, well, if the opportunity came her way to be an actress, of course. doesn't really work. Opportunities aren't really just lying around, right? Don't you have to go find and create your own oftentimes and see things that others don't? So, so that actually goes even further to the more you learn, the more you earn, because learn earn. learning about people and learning about what they do and how they do it, right, you can actually 
figure out what's the right course for you just by looking at the playing field. So to Zach's point, every relationship for me is of value in some respect. Even if it and this goes to when I train people, I say to them, "So tell me what the what's a quality meeting? What's a good meeting for you guys?" Mm-hmm. And they'll go, "Well, if I'm meeting with the decision maker, or if they have money to spend, or all of those traditional type answers." And I say, "Well, what happens if you just met somebody you like?" Mm-hmm. And they're all sitting there like, "Oh, well, what, what would that matter?" And I go. So the real value is that person could turn out to be the best person you met in your life because of who they connect you to, because of what they teach you in terms of mentorship. And, you know, so when when I look at young people and I say, listen, this is an unbelievable economy we're in. You can basically do anything you want from anywhere. I mean, there are no rules anymore. We used to have a really kick-ass office. Yeah. People loved our office. It was uh, actually a basketball court had a real hoop. And seats. It's and a good place to hang out. It was a great place to hang That's out. That's really and, why I took the job. Yeah. <laughs> and in its day, it was the one of the coolest spots. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for an office anymore. No. Everything, every place we go is an office. The internet connects everybody. So, you know, learning what the rules of the game are, right? Mm-hmm. Learning the rules of engagement and then using that to get what you, and this is the ultimate win. If you do what you love, the money will follow. If you do what you love, the money will follow. Correct. You cannot be in a position in a business that you hate where you get up every morning and hate doing what you do because people pick up on that. People say, wow, Steve, you really have high energy. Oh, you're so passionate about what you do because I actually love it. Now, there are days that suck. (laughs) There are days that I don't like it. But as a rule, what I do, who I get to do it with is my choice. And that's the biggest key for people in this new economy and how I train and mentor young people. Do what you love. Think of it. You know, the, look at success leaves clues. Look at some of these 27-year-old, you know, uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, his cousin Daniel is just a, a rock star at 25, but he's happy-go-lucky doing what he is genuinely there to do. So, you know, I think that's where people have gone wrong, especially young people, is that they think they have to fit into some mold that's been done before. Right. Make it up. Zach, there's an old saying, and it plays to what Steve just said. Uh, Figure out something you love. Figure out a way to get paid to do it. It's similar along the lines of figure out a passion. Sales. It's not the old knocking on doors with hairbrushes and vacuum cleaners. It's every aspect of our professional lives. When we talk about the idea of figuring out something you love and a way to get, that's the core of entrepreneurship sure. and creating uh, opportunity, is it not? Absolutely. You know, for us, what's really changed the game and in, in my process and the way I think is that when we take on an engagement or we take on a new opportunity, I fundamentally believe that there's one relationship that between Steve and myself or the group of girls and guys that we have on our team that we can change the course of the business. Now, whether that be a connection to a new source of capital whether that be a new relationship for distribution, whatever that may look like, we firmly believe that in the first six months that we'll change the course that that, that business is going to do. And for me, from a sales perspective, there's really no other no other way to measure it. And you know, we've proven it time and time again. That's really what keeps it exciting every single time. What would you add on that, Steve? Uh, you know, w- w- you know, the whole passion play. You know, Zach brings that same level of passion where we're willing to invest ourselves in that business. And so our tagline is really we invest time and talent into these emerging opportunities. 
And that's the crux where people go wrong. They're not willing to invest themselves. Why? Most Why? salespeople, Why because they're lazy or they don't know how. I, you know, that part of what training should be is uncovering that individual sense of why you know simon sinek again talks about the why why are you doing this zach and i fundamentally believe that we can make a difference in a business tomorrow we have a meeting on miami beach we have two people that would have never met in any other universe one that is based in south carolina Mm -hmm. another that's based uh, from israel they're meeting in our miami beach office and what what business is going to be transacted tomorrow is such a sense of pride for us because it would have never, ever happened. And not only will it be super profitable, it will actually benefit so many people. So there's a, you know, hey, good corporate citizen part of what we do also. And that only comes from being in the right place with the right people. And it's sort of like that game of concentration. We're so invested in it that when someone says something, we legitimately digest it and go, wait a minute. They should meet this person way before we talk about the economics of the deal. That freaks people out. And to mm. and Zach will share, we've gotten burned a couple of times because we're so eager to do it because it should be done right. that sometimes somehow you get burned on the back end. And, and it comes back to those relationships that were created because you were learning to earn originally about these people and what they do. So when it came to mind connecting A with B, now we've got that synergy. That's why I love you. Seriously. Because I the get The fact it. that you pulled that comment out of this is so real and so genuine. That's what it is. We spend time learning about people, learning about what makes them tick. We have another friend of mine that wrote a book. It's all about them. And salespeople think it's all about them. It's not. It's about the client. It's right. about the opportunity. What makes them tick? What can I do better for them? Well, not, not even, not sorry to interrupt, but to jump forward in your book, you even Spend a chapter on it, give to get. Yeah. So we have give this, to get. So we have this philosophy that we'll introduce you to a few people before we're even getting engaged because we think it's going to come back to us at some point. So even if we never do business with you, we'll introduce you to some opportunity because we believe that it will come back. Zach Stein, president on the ball. We live in a 140 character society. Twitter, short attention spans, we need oftentimes at one clip. So the hashtag today is Steve Noodleberg is. You got 140 characters, Be roughly. Nice. In Be words, nice. in words, now as president of the company, how would you describe, how would you finish that thought? Steve Nudelberg, author, speaker, motivator. PG-13 or R-rated? Go for it. It's, Steve. Look, it, uh, it's your podcast. Steve Nudelberg is uh, my mentor. He has fundamentally changed the, the way I think and the way I do business, and I'm forever grateful for the art of business development that he's, he's taught me. Well said. Zach Stein, president on the ball. Stay with us. At the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned you don't like to ask people, how you doing? It's conversation, Phil. It's lazy. You ask them, tell me something good. Before we get into you telling us something good, which, uh, okay, the music has begun. Perfect. Why? Why? So as a student of the game, yes, I recognized early on that the minute you ask somebody how they're doing, 
they're going to dump their bullshit right in your lap. So it's great, great, uh, great. Oh great. no, my boss is up my ass. My, oh, they're being honest with you. Oh yeah, they they come right up. The negative goes right to the surface. My job, my car broke down. We this and that. Whatever is top of mind negative is where most people go when you ask them how you're doing. Mm. It's just the world we live in. Mm-hmm. People who watch the news and expect to hear something good never do. So you know, as a student of the game, I realized in sales. One of the most important things is the transfer of emotion. So if I'm trying to get a good message across to you and you're starting out negative, I'm behind the eight ball. Right. It takes me all that time to get you back to a positive. So by asking somebody, tell me something good, they'll stop in their tracks because they're not programmed for this. Mm-hmm. They'll have to think a minute and then whatever they say, it's the most important thing to them and that's all you need to concentrate on. Because they're in this heightened sense of emotion. So we did this role play with one of my clients, which is Bank United. They're awesome. Yeah. This lady, Darlene. I said to her, hey, Darlene, tell me something good. She goes, my son just finished his second year at MIT. This lady was lit up like a Christmas tree. Yep. So excited. Then I said to her, tell me more. Boom. She talked another couple of minutes about her son. Then she said to me, hey, why don't you tell me something good? Darlene, I'm so happy you asked. I'm so excited about my business and about what's going on in my business. I'm here to share with you. Now there's this love fest going on. She's receiving my message in a way that's very different than, oh, my God, I'm concentrating on the fact I can't make my mortgage payment. You know, so I, I, I mean, it's and you've begun a relationship and it's great. Now, all of a sudden we're in. I know something about her. I, and that's really you know, in the old days, salespeople used to walk in an office and look around the walls and see the trophies and the, you know, the big fish and go, oh, okay, this guy's a fisherman. I'm going to talk about fish. Now it's one-to-one. I got to figure right. out who you are. All right. So for the pilot episode, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, Steve Nudelberg, this podcast, tell me right now something good. So for me, something good. It's about football season starting. Amen and uh, I've got two boys that are college football coaches. One is at uh, the, uh, Lafayette College, and uh, they're in the Patriot League, and uh, it's a new position for him. He's the head of recruiting, so I'm super, super excited for him after a career with Florida State and Florida and Cincinnati. And um, and then my younger son has decided to take the same track and is now a student assistant for the running backs at Florida. Who Amazing. Are, so it is definitely go Gator time. It is go Gator time. Well, gentlemen, for a pilot run, I'd say not too bad. Across the board, Zach Stein, not terrible, young man. You might be cut out for this. It's a pleasure, man. In fact, I'm not sure you'll need me for the next episode, in fact. But thank you for coming through. Appreciate Steve, it. always a pleasure. Not not, not too shabby. This is cool, man. Today. I look not forward to doing it Not too bad. Not too bad. Remember to ask people to tell them something good. Remember to get a copy of the book, Confessions of a Serial Salesman, and to make sure you check these guys out on social media and, of course, at On the Ball. Awesome. And until next time, we'll see you. For Steve Nittleberg, Josh Cohen, and remember, kids, tell me something good.